Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, this is Double G for Fight Game Podcast Extra. Have Larry Dallas, my good friend Larry Dallas, who is a friend of the show, friend of the network, also participates in our UFC pickums that, that we do uh, on the on the website. You'll see our Twitter pickums for for big UFC shows. Uh, I talked to him. And this is kind of like an extension of the conversation that Dave Meltzer and I had with Larry last week on Wrestling Observer Radio. I kind of just wanted to see, you know, what he thought about the call of Triple Mania, the second of uh, three Triple Manias here. I think the third Triple Mania is, is in August. And I was just interested because he had talked about on Wrestling Observer Radio that this was the biggest match that he was going to call, Omega, Vikingo. And so we talked about that. We talked about his uh, broadcasting influences. We talked about some old stories, old wrestling stories. And, you know, maybe my favorite thing that we talked about was his reality TV experience. He got casted in a reality TV show in the late 2000s. And none other than 50 Cent, the rap superstar 50 Cent, uh, in the club, baby. Uh, so Larry and I, you know, we chatted for a good number. But, you know, the thing about Larry is I, I just want to talk to him about more stuff. So we decided that, you know, we'll cut off this show. It'll be a part one at some point, maybe next week, maybe a little bit down the line, we'll do a part two. Because I, I really want to dig into his wrestling experience. You know, sort of little known that, you know, he, he he's one of the guys... You know, maybe didn't make it as a wrestler, didn't make it as a manager necessarily. He's still in the business as as a broadcaster. But, you know, talk about paying your dues in the business. And he's one of the guys who has done that. And, and we kind of we kind of introduced that topic uh, on this show. But we will definitely flesh that one out on uh, part two. So 
check out me and Larry Dallas Fight Game Podcast Extra. Uh, I, I I just I really enjoy Larry. He's an honest dude. He's not there to kayfabe anybody, uh, and uh, you know he he cracks Dave Meltzer up, so <laughs> that's good enough for me. Anyways, me and Larry Dallas. All right, two weeks in a row, Larry Dallas. He was on <laughs> Wrestling Observer Radio with uh, Dave and myself last yeah, I week. I asked him to come back on this week. And just to kind of show you how much I enjoy talking to Larry, <laughs> I have one note written down, which is something you sent me today in Instagram no. that I want to bring up because I never knew about you. Yeah. But otherwise, like, we're just going to free flow and keep Bullshit. the conversation going and, yeah. Yeah, and, just, and just shoot the stuff. Um, but I, I guess I would say, I, I want to start this by saying, you know, we, we talked last week and you were building up to, you know, this giant match that you were getting ready to call for uh for triple mania yeah and i still haven't seen the match because of all the other wrestling stuff that that i watched but i do want to see the match and i think i sent you the the, the you sent, whatever, you sent yeah. me the thing okay cool 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 but it's not just to, to see the match because i want to hear your call because i know thank you you're, you're really excited to do it and it's a really big opportunity for you on, on a big show on a yeah. big stage so let's kind of talk about that day I haven't talked to you really about that about that show yet. I haven't talked so, to many people. <laughs> so you know you, you're you were very excited. I'm sure there's a little pressure. You may have been even a little nervous, but yeah. like, how was that? How was that show? And how was calling that match? And and all of those things that you know so, I'm interested in when it comes so, to broadcasting. So it was weird, right? So like, obviously, like I was home. So the day of, and you know, I've said this on Twitter. I've said it to you, like. Like I'm personally going through a, you know, a, a, a relationship change, a life change. Yeah. So I'm not like, I had to leave where I was living. I'm just kind of figuring things out. I mean, like a transition period of life, which is not fun. Sure. You know, you're, sure. you're, you're a 38 year old man. I'm in school. I have all these things going on. So like that day, I'm just kind of laying around and I'm laying around and I'm like, I was just tense. Like I just wasn't feeling it. And I'm like the whole day, I'm like, I got to do a show. It, it, so it would have been nine 30 Eastern time for me. So like I had a whole day of sitting around, not at an arena, yeah. not around the boys, not, not with people just like, I got to do the show. I got to do the show. I got to do the show. And, um, it was very, I just was very lethargic the whole day and leading up to it. I'm like, Oh my God, come on. I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like, this is horrible. I don't feel my best. I feel like this is gonna be horrible. I just feel no energy. I feel no 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 passion, no nothing. Um, show starts. Obviously, it's the main event, so you, you get to build up to it. And AAA has a obviously. I've read the reviews online. I've read the message board. I read everything. Someone actually called me a um, a low rent Miz on the oh uh, 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 on the message board, which was hey, uh, that's a, that's not a bad thing. I thought it was. I thought it, I thought it was quite funny personally. Yeah. Um, it's very. It's very quality insult <laughs> but um yeah it's just like the undercard and i said it's to conan i had conan's podcast this week um and i talked to him and i said you know it's it's a very overbooked show yeah and we talked with dave we said that mexico's last of the territories yes no it's not but like triple a is booking right now for better or and again this becomes a taste thing and it's not my taste and it's not a lot of the diehards taste but it, it's very 90s to me it feels like attitude era booking where mm -hmm. like the undercard is what it is and the main and then uh as it ascends it, it gets very good and um it, it felt like a show like that so like the undercard was just 
interference and 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 run-ins and all this stuff and i'm like oh my god man this show's just not working it's not whatever so you get to the main event obviously we, we had qt and um pentagon it was probably where the match started where the, where the card started kind of going up mm-hmm. they had a very big bloodbath um then you had the tag match with roosh and park against adonis and psycho clown which was a very mexico um the, the partners fought each other the for about 90% of the match <laughs> until it became an actual tag match, which was very weird to call. Then you got to the main event and, and, and Kenny, and it wasn't AEW's match. Like yeah. AEW's match was a Vikingo, like standout showing himself. Right. Matchup. This was, this, this was very much, um, I want to say Kenny played the heel because he's in Mexico and it's Vikingo's hometown. Um, it was very power-based early on where, where, where Omega, like the, the size difference, and you remember the AEW match, yeah. the size difference between the two of them is so alarming. And, and, and it jumps off the screen. To me, it jumped off the screen. When you look at Kenny, you look at Vikingo next to each other, it's such a difference in size mm-hmm. and just body mass. And it came across in a matchup, and Kenny and Kenny played to that. You know, Kenny played to the to the hits, and he did a lot of dragon suplexes, and he did a lot of, you know, power moves and, and, and all of that. Um, until it came time to come back, uh, and and then Vikingo started doing all his uh, all the moves, and it became a high paced flying thing, and all this stuff. And uh, you know, it's funny because we weren't smartened up to um, the finishes, which I like personally. I don't yeah. like knowing finishes as a broadcaster. Um, other people I know do, I don't. Um, but the whole t- Don Callis came out before the match, and Conan kicked him out. So the whole time, like, all right, Callus is coming back out. Yeah. Like, this is going to be another fucking <laughs> shit. You know, something's going to happen. This is how this ends matchup. So when it ended, and it ended clean, like, I was not at my apex of the call. Yeah. Because I was like, it happened. Like, uh, I think, I think, I think I said we did it. Like, like, it <laughs> like I think, I, I think it was my, my call was exactly that. Cause I didn't expect it. Yeah. I, 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 I was expecting the, the schmas and it didn't happen. So it was good. It was, it was, it was cool. You know, Kenny's a professional came in there and did a great match with the Kingo. Um, the Kingo's our ace, obviously. And, uh, you know, it was a very, very good call. Very good match. The crowd's super into everything, man. Like the, the Mexico crowds are so different. They're so, they're so into everything. Um, the callous stuff was just like, is there for AEW's angle? You know, they did a they did a press conference afterwards, obviously, that turned into a, a news story um, where, where, where the security guard got a little too um, you know, excited and, and took out Don. Yeah, that uh, was that was wild. Like uh, when, when, uh, <laughs> I wasn't there for it. So, but well, yes. so, so Dave and Brian, when they talked about it, Dave yeah. said Dave's explanation was. Well, when we talked to Larry, Larry said this is the last of the territory. It is. And that's kind of how you have to explain that thing. Uh, there's, there's no other way to explain it besides that, like, it's it's not real, but it's real enough, right? Like, right. It, it, it's just a thing. It's a, it's a world where you exist in. And, um, you know, this guy, I guess this guy, from what I understand, was was a friend of security. And listen, I've I've... I've I started bouncing at 22 years old, you know, because I'm 6'2", and I always said, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, Tim Thatcher can beat my ass, and and, and Malachi Black can beat my ass. And they have, um, <laughs> you know, but, 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 like, I'm probably better than 
before MMA, I was probably better than eighty-five <laughs> percent of the people that came into a bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I have no idea who trains, which, which <laughs> always scares me. But um, <laughs> so it's like it's like the guy got excited and he and he took Callis down. He thought it was real, and it's like that's what you. But that is what you would do if I was in a situation and I, and I had no idea what was going on, and I was just a, a bouncer at a bar, and this thing's going on, and you see this guy jump in. That you don't know who he is, and you're not smartened up. You, you would take him down by the neck, yeah. And you would and you would flip him over, and it's what the that's what the guy did, and it's, just, it's a funny situation. But it, it just add, it, to me, it adds to the, to the realism and the, and the, and the um, the authenticity that is that is Mexican wrestling. It's just it's just what Mexico is. It's just a it's just a business where where, where none of it makes sense, and it's very fun to me. So when it comes to this show, would you consider this show? Because uh, I know this is, you know, this is one of three, and and we're sort of yeah. building towards August the twelfth. Uh, yeah. You know, what, would you would you consider the the show, you know, pretty much a success as far as uh, for 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 me, it's my fifth one I've called. It's probably five of five. You know, I I don't think it's the best one we've done. I don't think it was our best foot forward. I think it's a I I think I think I think. Strategically, as a company, it was it was a it was not for the, for the for the marquee matchup you had, and the audience you might have had. No, good. There there was so much on that week. Like like you listen to Dave and Brian last Saturday or Sunday morning, whenever you woke up, there was so much going on that weekend. Um, oh, you should uh, listen to Dave and I. That I just finished talking to Dave uh, an hour ago. We went through the whole thing about man, like how much, how many, how can you keep going? Like, you know, cause the idea is at least this is the U S and Mexico. Yeah. I'm sure it's entirely different, no, it's, but it's, it's, it's a different culture. They don't care about culture. it. They don't yeah. care about other things. Yeah. But TV consumption is kind of going like this, right? It, it's, it's going down and you have wrestling content is going up. Like we're just keep adding wrestling hours Yeah, and TV consumption is going down. So at some point, they're going to interact and it's going to be negative, I think. But like, is there a tipping point for it now? You know, I think the, the triple A show, I hope you guys did get, you know, some good business from fight. I, because- I, I, will, I, I will never know. You know, I just, I just think that like, we had so much like, like obviously you had the, the, the tag match that got over really well on a, on a collision show that two out of three falls match, I guess opened up. So that would have been 8 PM Eastern. We went on nine thirty PM Eastern um, so you had that going on. You had the G1 all day. So people are going to watch that because New Japan is still the, the – as far as international audiences, I think New Japan is still the cream of the crop. It's funny because it was four years ago today that I did Kobe World. Oh, wow. In 2019 because I still have memories on Facebook. Wait, did uh, we – did Dave and I talk yes, to you about that show? Yes, oh, wow. Yes. That's that four was years I, ago? It's four years ago. Holy cow. July of 2019 was when I did that. And – um you know, we were the second, at the time, company to go English, or, or second Japanese company that went English. I think maybe DDT did something, or maybe maybe Noah had their guys or whatever. AAA had always had their Triple Mania broadcasters. I think that Kevin Gill and other guys in there, and Vampiro and Striker, and like you know, it just was always a you know proverbially a shit show. KG, I know KG. <laughs> I know KG too. I don't want to say anything bad. Because Fowler is a uh, very good friend of his. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Fowler loves KG. And KG is always great guy. Oh, nice to meet. He's a great guy. Anything bad to say Fowler gets mad if I I trash him. But it's just, just, I just don't, I don't personally think he's a good broadcaster on 
things like that, where, where you have to show up and, and know the product and put the product over. I think it's a very different thing. I think it's, I think it's broadcasting so different. It, it, you, you have to know how to get the guys over and you can get yourself over if you know what you're talking about. Um, so that's the thing. And, and, and I did Kobe world four years ago and I think it was off of that. Cause I remember Dave messaged me after that because you guys talked to me and, and, and I think today for whatever reason, watched that show, which yeah. I was shocked about. And today was so impressed that it was my first show I've ever done. And then I knew all this stuff. I knew all these guys. And it's like, why it's why like I emailed today before every triple triple mania, like today and I talk, like we just, we email each other. I just, it's funny when I was on Busted Open, when I was on Sirius, like I wanted today as a guest, he would never come on. You obviously know that because he's hard to get on for you and Dave. But we would, um, but I would, I mess him before Trip Mania because to me, today is a guy that like I listen to, I, I ask questions to. And, and if I have a question or if I have a, if I want a feedback, I go to today. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. And it took me a long time to get the triple A, triple A. But, you know, being an international broadcaster, New Japan's the, 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 the Kevin Kelly is the, the, the benchmark. Mm-hmm. And what he does, and he can put me with, he can be with Charlton, or he can be with Rocky, or he can be with the um, the guy from Australia, Gino. Mm-hmm. Um, he can be whoever he wants to be with, and it works because it's Kevin, and um, they've set, they've set their they've set their base. You know, for the rest of us, we're we're fighting an uphill battle. When you're not first, you are fighting it. Like it's like Hulu and Netflix, right? Like Netflix Netflix has nothing content wise that's actually entertaining to watch anymore like there's not there's no reason i had this conversation with lady leonard like i have i don't watch anything on netflix like netflix is the first thing i turn on and i'm like i don't, like, I don't I'm like, why am i doing this like, i don't I, the shows i want to watch if i want to watch a binge show that i like i'll go to disney for marvel i'll go yeah. to other things for other things there's nothing on netflix that i haven't watched that like is actually destination programming for me right now but it's the one thing I'll probably never cancel because it's Netflix. Yeah. You know, that's new Japan. It's like, if I'm going to watch international wrestling, if I'm going to not watch WWE or AEW, you're going to go to new Japan for everybody else. You have to be so much better or have something so hot that you want to turn into it. Um, Paramount does it with, with 1883 and with 19, the Yellowstone spinoffs. Yeah. Yep. It's like Yellowstone got so popular that if you want more of that contact, more, more more of that 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 um Taylor Sheridan world, yeah, you will pay that five ninety nine to watch those shows yep. and maybe find something else to watch. But you have to get to that point. And I think for us last week, we we, we didn't go, we didn't we didn't put out in eighteen eighty three. Like if you if you watch Yellowstone, you watch eighteen eighty three was a fantastic standalone series that 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 was so good. That you watched, you were hooked, and it had a great story, great everything. You're like, oh my god, man, this is great. And you're probably just not going to cancel the five dollars a month. Yeah, right? no, I think this is great. That's a great reference. You know, the, the I was talking to somebody about New Japan World the other day, and like you, I, I just don't disconnect from it. Even though I don't watch it every month, I watch it in specific months for big shows, and especially this month through the G1, I'm watching it more than than usual. But I won't disconnect because it's just like, ah, it's kind of a pain in the butt to then to then resubscribe. And the price keeps going lower. Like it was once $10 a month. And now because of the exchange, of God like bless the, the, uh, like it's now like seven bucks. I'm like, shoot, it's getting cheaper. I'll just keep it. 
it's planet fitness it, 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 you know streaming <laughs> services are planet fitness it's like it's like 9.99 a month you know 20 if you want to go tanning and it's like you pay it and the thing about paying it is like you'll never cancel it yeah because you'll never notice it like, like you just never notice it and again like that's the thing like for everybody else in that market you yeah. have to sell something that gets you in there and then like the price point would be a point where you won't cancel has AAA talked about trying to do some sort of streaming thing service? They talk about a lot of shit. You know? Yeah. They're, no, they're I mean always, I've I've talked always, to man, you talked to Conan. We talked to Conan, and like it was it's funny because like I would you know obviously I've been reading the Observer since the late nineties. Yeah. And it seemed like once a year, Conan would have America. a statement that they're coming <laughs> to the U.S. Yeah. And so like there have been definite there definitely been attempts to to come to the u.s and there have been shows that they've come to socal or whatever and just done crazy business but then they you know they can't they can't uh utilize it and 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 build off of it but then you know when we did the show with him last time he talked about it again and i just just like i was like man i've been hearing about this thing for 20 something years now and i'm always rooting for it because you know like i i would and now the marketplace is, is is really cluttered as we just talked about but you know if you can find it and dave was just talking about how the top four television shows in the u.s this week were all spanish language shows which is amazing and and i'm sure if you know if you're uh, conan he probably looks at that and goes you know gosh look here, here's more information that says you know we can find our, our footway into into the u.s market so i don't know it's it's uh it, it's it seems muddled but it does seem like there is opportunity there and i think the last time we talked to him uh i don't know if he was talking necessarily like live tv shows or something but there was like some other net you know maybe documentary stuff or something that he was talking about but i, I mean I'm, I'm intrigued just because i like to see pro wrestling succeed and and especially with, with good product and such so um, as we uh, as we lead to the next Triple Mania, uh, what is the focus for that? If if the focus here, at least for U.S. fans, was Kenny Omega and Vikingo, like what is the focus heading into that show? The, the focus is the the focus, I guess. Now is the fact that we're doing the four way, which is Rouge Park, Psycho, and Adonis. I I think I saw. Let me look at what the I saw the Vikingo match. It was like. Remember, I saw it. And I was like, I wasn't blown away by it, which I probably shouldn't say out loud, but I, 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 I am. Um, it was like Vikingo, Mike Bailey. They're, they're doing a four way. Yeah, I saw Speedball. Yeah, which is which is nice because like apparently I can call a Speedball match. It's not Vita Scott, which I thought was always contractually obligated. So it's, uh, <laughs> I get myself in trouble for that one. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's Bailey Daga Vikingo cartwheel. Yeah, right, which is not. Like that's not gonna sell any. Conan likes that guy though. Cartwheel, right? Conan loves Cartwheel. I think it's the stupidest name ever, but it, it, <laughs> but it works. Um, you know, he's good. He, listen, he's good. He's good. the kid. The kid's got like power. He's got a lot of things. Uh, they're doing Nicho versus um, Negro Casas. Taya's coming in from AEW to, to face Flammer. We got the Copa. We got a women's match, but then the main, but then I guess the main thing again is again is, is Donis for Psycho versus Park versus Roosh, which is the selling point. Yeah, you know someone's probably losing their hair, their mask. Obviously, like last year before the tournament, I think most fans had it picked out that Viana was losing 
his mask and he ended up doing that. And it was him versus um, Pentagon in the, in the main event of the Mexico City Triple Mania, the third Triple Mania, which was, again, pretty obvious who was losing. But it was a fantastic match. I think this one you could probably telegraph too. Um, but as long as the match is good, people are going to like it. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be an event. And, 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 and for that crowd, if, if Sam loses his hair that crowd's going to go nuts. It's yeah. it's like going to be like the the, the 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 heel American, the gringo losing his hair is going to be a moment to to that crowd. And I think that's cool. And, and I think that the audience will like it or whatever it is. But we have to just, we have to just be consistent, man. Like it's just, we weren't consistent last week. It was just a lot. Of, and I said it to Conan, I said it to Conan on the podcast. You know, I mean, I said a lot of things to Disco too. I called Disco an idiot. Um, but, 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 we, but we did the podcast. And I was like, no, nah, it's overbooked. It just wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't think it was great. Did he? What yeah. did he say? Did he agree with you? Uh, he thinks that you know people have their criticism. They can stick up their ass and all that stuff. That's how Conan <laughs> is. Um, but he asked me. He's like, no. It's like I won't be offended. I'm like, I'm like, I'm being honest with you. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think it was great. You know, um, I think as a broadcaster, I learned that from years of watching Tony Shivani, who was great yeah. in AEW. But it's like, it's like. We, we, you know, we had a segment like it was the, the ambulance match of QT and Pentagon, and they didn't have the camera set up. Like the, the ambulance was like fucking a hundred yards deep in a crowd, right? And all of a sudden, the guys are out there brawling, and we don't see nothing. And 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 the brother's like, "Do you see anything?" I'm like, "I'm like, I see that guy's phone," because <laughs> like that's what I can see on the screen. And I'm like, like, like I'm not gonna lie to the audience because the moment yeah. I lie to the audience, I mean, then they, they could see what you're seeing. I have nothing then, like, right? Like, 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 it's 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 such a, and again, this is like the problem with knowing wrestling and watching wrestling and having and studying all this is like, it's like the moment I sit there and start lying to people is the moment I have no more credibility, yeah. which is the moment that like. Might as well take my money and flush it down a fucking toilet because yeah. I, it has no value anymore. So I, I just won't lie to an audience. Like, like that show to me, like the, again, the top three matches delivered for what they were, but um, it wasn't. It wasn't great, and it sucks that it wasn't great. It sucks for. It sucks. I, I'm frustrated. It wasn't great, but I, you know, contract. I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep trying. I hope it works out. Like you're going to have bad days, man. Like I'm a Mets fan. You know, like we have bad days a lot. Like yeah, you, got, you guys are having a bad season. We're having a bad season, but like I have a billionaire behind us. So if we got money coming in, this is going to go somewhere. Like yeah, it, we, it's doable, but you need to have the the, the the you need to you need to execute it. Yeah, and hopefully we do. I, I I don't know, you know, but but we but we rapidly lose credibility every time we get up to bat like this, and we and we and we strike out, and we and to me. At best, we hit a double last week where mm. we where we where we had to hit a home run and we didn't, and we're, we're going to now suffer from that. And hopefully, it goes forward, and we and we do what we have to do. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. 
What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point because you had some opportunity with the AEW fans who just want to see Kenny Omega wrestle. And, you know, you could have, you know, maybe brought that in. But then again, there's so much competition. That's it, too. It's really hard to to differentiate. So you have to hit a home run. Yeah. You you have to be the the game of the week. Like, you have to be the top thing going. And, and, And we did not. From a, for for three hours, we did not put our best foot forward. We're like, you have to be better than everything else, and 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 and, and all our talent is going to AEW. Like all our talents get signed, you know, you know, Commander signed, and yeah, and and all these guys are getting signed, and like we might not talk about it. Like no one's talking about it down there. Like it's not a thing that's like, oh, this is happening. No, like we are literally like getting raided, like every month. A guy gets hot for us, and he's all of a sudden he's in America, and he's not doing shit in America, but he's gone. Yeah, like that's not good. Like, like it might be fine. I could be completely wrong. I don't know Tony's relationship. I don't know Tony's contracts. I don't. I know nothing about that stuff. But it's not good. Yeah, you just see the optics of, of what's happening. The, the optics to me are like, here goes another one. Yeah, you know, here's another guy that's going to be contractually obligated. Like. We didn't have Phoenix tonight for a title match that they wanted to do at Verano de Escandalo. I think that's what it's called. I could be saying that wrong. I always get upset. I always get trouble by Spanish. <laughs> um, but Phoenix was supposed to defend the Latin. He, he vacated two titles, the Cruiserweight and the Latin American title. Because they were going to – they thought they'd have Phoenix tonight defended against, um, I believe, Puma King. And Phoenix has Ring of Honor. There's a Ring uh, of Honor show tonight. Right, There's right, something going right, on tonight. Yeah, There's another – Fucking show tonight to watch. They're the tag team champions. That's right. They're the tag team champions. And it's like, it's like the fact it's not a problem to anybody. We're just sitting there going like, eh, all our guys are somewhere else. That's like, that's a, like I said, like Roosh had no contract. I'm contracted for like <laughs> another 40 shows. I don't, I don't even know how long my contract is. I, I know my con, I know my contract has like an, as a, my contract has a right to extend. I, I forget what I don't know what that's called, like technically, mm-hmm. but it's like when I they have like options on you. When I yeah oh, oh yeah when I hit my dates because I'm a, I'm a, I'm on I'm on a date I'm on like an indefinite. I have no I have no end date. I just have a, a dates contract. When that contract's up, they can just do it again. I, I, I said it to my lawyer. I said it to my buddy's lawyer. And he's like, I wouldn't sign this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I have no choice. Like, I have to sign it. Like, I'm at the, I'm at the air. I was at the airport. This was probably my first show. I was going there. They sent me this contract, and uh, it was like eight. I want to say it was eighteen shows, and with the right to renew me for another eighteen at market value, same money or more, if if. Whatever the hell happened, I don't even know what the I don't know what the elevator close would have been, but it's, I'm not gonna hit that. But I'm like, I send him my guy. He's like, just like I wouldn't sign this. 
you know, but it was only like exclusive in Mexico. And that was like the biggest thing with me. I was like, I was like, can I go to Dragon Gate? Can I do it? No, I just can't work for CMLL. Can't do anything. I'm like, I'm like, why am I going to go to CMLL? Like, CMLL doesn't want American, American announcers. Like, this is not going to happen. But I'm signed. I'm signed for the next, again, I don't even know how many, I don't even know how many shows I've done, like under my contract. I just know I'm probably signed to like 2035, you know, and that's okay. Like, I'm not going anywhere. No one wants me. You know, it's not, it's not a thing that like, it's not like people are knocking down my door and I always can, with these things, you can always buy yourself out at the end of the day, if it, if it became an issue, but I just find it funny. It's like, it's like you sign me for like 37 shows, but you can't sign Roosh for three. And like, that's not, that's not a problem to anybody. It's weird to me. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, that might be the problem. Yeah. Right. It'd be, it'd be my problem Tuesday if they hear this, but like that, that <laughs> might be the problem. Like we'll, that might we'll be why we'll, we'll keep it on the download. Well, it's yeah, bad yeah. for downloads, but we'll keep it on the download. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, you know, ta- going back to broadcasting mm-hmm. and, you know, guys, Mike Tanay, who, who you, who, you know, who you can reach out to, which is awesome. And I sort of feel the same way. Like if I have a question about something, like I feel, I definitely feel, like I can just email him and yeah, ask him. You know, he's he's such such a nice guy. And good similarly, dude. he gives me, you know, he's given me good feedback through Dave uh, yeah. about the job. Yeah, ne- that ne- I do never on that never show. to me. It's like always to Dave. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but but yeah, no, I think it's really cool. And to have, you know, some guys who you can chat with who who Yo. are influential in your career, I think is great. Like, who do you look at as you mentioned Kevin Kelly, kind of the creme de la creme today? Yeah. But, you know, historically or even outside of sports, are there guys who you look at and just like, man, you know, that that's who I, I'm looking for to, to try and, you know, uh, try and get there. Lenny Leonard's my best friend in wrestling, you know. Um, he's a, I guess, retired now, but he worked Evolve. Yeah. Worked most of my career. Did a standalone show on WWE Network. It's very high praise from everyone that's ever worked for him. Work Shimmer, like like I love Lenny, and I talk to Lenny about broadcasting. I ask Lenny about everything. And funny, he watches my stuff. I love watching Lenny. I love Lenny Lenny's feedback. You know, I, I will always and forever be a Bobby Heenan, um, Jesse Ventura guy because that's how I grew up. You know, yeah. you know, we talked about this um, with Dave last week. It's it's you know for for older guys that I've met working at bars, it's Bruno and and Antonino Rocca and yeah. all that stuff and. Like I said, Chicago's probably the crusher, Texas is Devon Eriks. But for me, like, like I look at Bobby and I look at and, and, and you know how when I was on Sirius, I looked at Craig Carton, who has now just signed a multi-million dollar deal with FS1. Um so I remember I had this conversation with my uh, he wasn't a producer, he was a um wasn't a station director, he was like he was like a, a level above station manager. So mm-hmm. I had like my producer, obviously. Um and I had my, my my station manager, and I had the other person who, and he always listened to the show. His name was Andy King. Um, and I remember he said to me one day, he, he goes, he goes, you know, you're not Howard Stern yet. <laughs> and, I, and, and I looked at him and I, I, I said, Andy, I go, I go, I've never listened to Howard Stern. Like, like I oh, never no had, way. I never had. Uh, Howard wasn't my guy. Like I'm 38. I grew up, you know, obviously, like I listened to Z100. Um, going to school, I, I was a Tupac fan. Like I listened to whatever I listened to. I, I never listened to Howard. Howard Wait, was not you, my thing. Did you see the latest on Tupac, by the way? Uh, the, the fact that he's raided some house in Vegas or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, did That's you see the? Did wild. you see the? Did you see the uh, Afini documentary? I have um, not watched it. Yet, the Dear Mama or whatever. No, I've not. I've not watched it. Is it? Is it really good? 
Fantastic. Um, I learned a lot about life. Like, like, like I always say this, um, I watched that and I'm like, I'm like, I understand why people hate white people. Like, like there's things <laughs> that happen in life, like where I watch something and I'm like, this country, this, like, cause you, you get to this point sometimes when you're, when you're living a life and obviously me, I always joke, like I'm the most hated man in America. I'm like a <laughs> cisgendered white male, you know, like I have no one fighting for me, everyone else. And, and I get it. I'm not saying I need anything. Right. But, right. but like, but, but like, you watch certain things. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, this is a f up country. And it's. Like- I was, uh, I was listening to this show. Uh, I'm a fan of the Wondery Podcast Network, so they have a lot of scripted, you know, sort of narrative podcasts. Yeah. And one of them was on a guy who's basically just been in jail for 20 years <laughs> on a murder that he didn't commit. Oh, that's horrible. And you never get those years back. That's and horrible. and and the reason why he's there. Yeah. The, the the what they what they sort of came out of it was in the late 90s there were so many homicides yeah. that they were just even if they only had one eyewitness and even if it wasn't like a, a home run you know we got it they were just trying to close these cases so you have all of these yeah. people who are in jail for murders they didn't commit and it's just like, man, what a shitty system that is. I had this conversation because, like, and I don't even know what the original question with this now that we've ventured off, but I just conversation with people at the bar um, because I, I work in Westchester uh, County, right? So, obviously, like, New York's very funny, right? Like, like the election's going to go blue. It's going to go Democratic because of the city. And then as you further get up, it becomes more and more, you know, crimson red. And I was in a very red county for the most part. And... Um, you know, bail reform to me was a thing where it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, man, like, like if you stole a book bag or stole a bike or stole a sandwich from a deli, like you shouldn't be in Rikers Island for six months right. waiting for trial. Like, right. Like that, that to me is a very clear cut. I think if you explain that to anybody, it's a thing we can all agree on. That is a screwed up system. And like, I always say like, like, like the left, the far left, because I'm, I'm a registered independent, but I, I do vote predominantly left. But like the far left of like the '90s Knicks, it's like you have Jordan on the ropes and you just blow the layup every time. Like you take the shot you shouldn't take every time. Like you're gonna blow this game every time, and it's like, it's like, dude, bail reform to me is like the easiest layup in the world. It's like, yeah, man. Like if you commit a misdemeanor crime or nonviolent, should we get? And instead, it's like in news every day. It's like, guy slice some guy with a machete. He's out on. He's out. No bail. Yeah. It's like. Like that, I don't think that was. I don't think that was the integrity of the principle of the of right. whatever people were arguing about, right. or whatever. But like that, that's where we're at, and that's why. Like the reason why it's all so screwed up is because it's it's like every every side now, and it's it's so annoying because it's like the left's like the '90s Knicks. They just miss every shot, <laughs> and, and and I don't even know what the right is, but it's like it's it's like, and then they go on there, and because I, my grandmother is a um, one of those prisoners of Fox News. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like she, like she, she was married. She's not married anymore. Like, obviously, her husband's gone, and now she's married to Fox News. She, <laughs> she, she, she watches her prayer channel in the morning, and she watches Fox News all day. And it's like, so I watch Fox News sometimes to see what what, what, what my grandmother's hearing, right? And, and it's, it's like, it's like, it's like they're just getting they're like trapped by this. It's, it's like abortion at thirty two weeks. It's like. No one's getting an abortion at 32 weeks. Like, why are we talking about right, it? Right. Again, it's the same thing. It's 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 like bail reform is cool for misdemeanors. You know, abortion, probably reasonable 
wherever you fall, like at a certain level. It's like both sides are like, just go the exact opposite extreme. Yeah. Which makes them both right and both assholes about everything. And it's like, I'm sitting here going like, I always say this. Like the problem is that you always said like, you never talked politics or religion in a bar. And then we added every single person we ever had a drink with on Facebook. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like, it's like, well, that's like, that's why this is all fucking problem now. It's yeah. like, I have to watch Joe Jackass that I, that I, that I, that I met on Tuesday. I have to see is like not only pictures of his daughter's like second second grade graduation. I have to find out his political views too. It's right, like, right, right. Like I don't yeah. want to talk to him. Yeah, when did like Facebook is such an interesting study because it's horrible. Well, you have to have a certain amount of courage to post to your your circle, right? And it's like, yeah, it became a truth serum for for people for whatever reason. Like it was like nope. I got to be me. I got to post all of these things that I believe in. And I'm like, but you look like a jackass. Do you understand that (laughs) part? But I got to be me. I got to be truthful. It's like, why, why is Facebook the truth serum for this world? Why can't you just pretend like you pretend everywhere else? It became a thing where like, like like you get the likes, you get the validation. I remember um, he's not very popular in America for whatever reasons, but Marty Skrull was over. Um, when Marty would come over before he had his visa with Ring of Honor, he would work for Evolve and, and he would stay with me for for whatever and then he'd go off to do whatever he did. Mm-hmm. And um, we were out locally at, at the local establishment I worked at and everything like that. And he's like, he's like oh, man, you know, all these Americans, you, know, they, you all have your, you all have, I can't do the English accent, but he's like, you all have your views about everything. And I said, I said people grow up very much like in a circle that that, that validates their opinion. Yeah. Um, so like they're, they're not challenged by life. Like, like, like we're like, I've always said this. I, I like, I got to go to Japan. I go to Mexico. I've gotten to be around rich Swan is from Baltimore. Sammy Callahan was from Ohio. Moxley's from Ohio. Um, you know, Bobby Fish is from Northern New York. Like these people that I've worked with I've, are from different areas mm-hmm. and we, and we've worked together and we've talked and we've gotten to know each other. Tim Thatcher is a very, whatever Jeff Cobb is, you know, an Olympian. Um, which I've, I always got, I've gotten to be around those two guys before. Which I've always bragged about. Like Tim Thatcher to me is like my favorite human being in the world. I love Tim. Um, Cobb's up there too. Um, and I always joke with Cobb. I, go, I can always say I know an Olympian now because of you. Um, and, and Thatcher, I remember one day we we're, were in a hotel. It was me, Thatcher, and Cobb. And, um, you know, Thatcher's reading his book and Cobb's doing whatever. I'm bullshit with Cobb. It's like the first time we've ever hung out. We've ever been in a hotel together. And Tim goes like, Tim goes like, be careful, mate. He goes, he goes, he goes, no, he's sucking you into his world. You're never gonna get rid of him. <laughs> uh, you know, that's how I am as a person. Like yeah. I'm just like, once I get to attached, like you're you're mine now. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. in my world. Like we're buddies, and this is how we're gonna do this. Um, but yeah, like it's just like I got to meet different people. So you got different viewpoints, and I think a lot of people get different viewpoints. And I, that's to me, the, that's the best part about wrestling is that you get different viewpoints. You get to meet different people and different things, and. I always get angry with people about that because, like, people get mad at me because it's like you, you shouldn't talk to certain people. You it's like it's like, well, listen, man, like, 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 I got to know a person personally, and like, I have respect and love for that person for for the time they spent in my life, and like, I don't have to agree with everything everyone does, but like, I'm not going to turn my back on people, and, and like, like, like the internet can, you know, the internet can make or break you. Like, yeah, I had a real relationship with somebody, whether it's for a weekend or for a week or for months or whatever. You know, it's it's a memory to me, and and, and you're take you're, you're asking me to give that up, and I don't yeah. like that. You know, I don't like I don't like being dictated that to me. Um, it doesn't feel genuine. I don't think it makes me a better person to do that. I, I obviously there's things I that, that people have done, I, like the Japanese kids that got fired 
um, that are in Mexico now. You remember? You're not. You read a story with Dave? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Uh, Kabune and uh, Takuma, you know, they got fought, they, they went to Mexico, and like, I think they I think they were smoking some fucking ganj. And, oh. like, it became a Japanese issue. Right. So now they're in Mexico full time or whatever, and it's like. I always I joke I, I go I go no matter who I go anyone I like gets in trouble you know like, like those were they were young kids when I was there like they were my babies you know they were like that system they were my babies and like they got in trouble like, it is what it is and like I got in trouble from Dragon Games I said something about them being in Mexico and they were like I got a call like I knew I was in trouble when I got the call from the Japanese president it's son and it's like uh, Shacho wants you to please take down post. And I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, man! Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I'm not even, I haven't been there for three years. I'm already, I'm still in trouble. Like, because you know, I had that problem over there. There was a um, this girl's a porn star. Her name is uh, Ray Lil Black, I think her name was, and she's a Japanese adult film entertainer. She's a Dragon Gate fan. She speaks no, no English. Way. Yeah, she's a Dragon Gate fan. She speaks English, and um, I'm with Jay, who's like their broadcaster now. They're English broadcaster. And he shows me this thing of her talking about like Dragon Gate in English. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? There's someone <laughs> over here that speaks English. That's female. It's like during COVID. So like, I like, I reach out, like, I get, like, so like, we go out to dinner. We're going out to dinner one night, and uh, we're going back and forth on Twitter. And the, the office guy comes in. And he's like, Laddie, uh, please, uh, discretion. Shacho say discretion. And I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. What I do? Like what happened? <laughs> and like he can't speak English. I can't speak Japanese. And he's like, he's like, please, discretion. You know? And he's like struggling. Like he could like so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, huh? <laughs> like discretion what? He's like, Twitter. I'm like, I'm like, what I I'm like what I do? Like what like what what happened? And we went back and forth like this for like 10 minutes of like no one figuring out yeah, 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 yeah. what we were trying to talk about. So finally he gets the courage up. You should know that Japanese are very like reserved and humble about these things right he shows me and i'm like i'm like oh he's like please uh personal life you <laughs> no problem uh public please discretion i'm like all right i'm like i'm like you know what i'm like okay no problem i said to delete it all whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. i like to delete everything i was like i'm laughing i'm like i'm like only i can go to japan and get chill for this shit yeah you know, in the middle of a pandemic, um, but, it, but it's, it's what happened. It's just like it's just you know, it's one of those things you learn. Again, culturally, things are different. I, yeah. I, I forget what we originally talked about, but you know, this, well, this, I, I mean, I can tell you, we were talking about why you were not Howard Stern. But oh, right, 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 right. But, so never listen to Howard. But, <laughs> but, maybe I am. <laughs> but what we what we should do, because uh, I do want to end with with this story that you sent me, oh, which yeah. is. You did a show, a reality show that I did not know was in existence, yeah, which horrible. was 50 Cents reality show. <laughs> and you sent me the clip and you're it like did. introducing. Someone posted it today. I saw, I saw it today. I got tagged in it today. Yeah. You're introducing somebody's rap about uh, text messages or something. Yeah. Okay. So explain, because I, I you know, knowing <laughs> you, yeah. it, does, it does not boggle my mind that you were on an actual reality show because I, I can sort of see that within your yeah. personality it was my dream but, but was that w were you actually doing that stuff auditioning for stuff is that before wrestling is that during wrestling like i had gotten my so i was doing ring crew for ring of honor from like 19 years old to 
I got my bad. I got my associates from like I got went to I got out of college. I, I went to my got my associates from like seventeen to to, to eight to nineteen. Like it was a year and a half program. Got my associates. Got out of college, started working full time job um, with my associate degree. I was going to Ring of Honor since two thousand two, since since high school senior. I was a senior. I graduated high school two thousand two. I was going to Ring of Honor all the time. Got hired from Ring of Honor, going for a role all the time. They ended up hiring me as Ring Crew. I was doing that for a while. I got out of school and I got hired at a bar and I was making a lot of money. I stopped doing Ring of Honor, uh, finished my bachelor's degree, got out, got a really shit job at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was like a management training program and I was making fucking no money for working like 50 hours a week. Like I was washing cars, like in a suit. It was horrible. And, um, this is back when MySpace was a thing. Mm-hmm. Remember MySpace? So there was the bulletins. Remember the bulletins where people would post like, it'd be like what Twitter is now, I guess. Like you post your feeds, post your stories, post whatever on these bulletins. And there was a thing where it was um, for Diddy's Apprentice. When Diddy had that show on VH1, it was like, you know, BP Diddy's uh, assistant or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I hated my job. I'm like, I'm broke. I'm 23 years old. So I just sent everything in, sent the picture in. Um Months later, I'm driving someone in Enterprise. I'm picking somebody, you know, Enterprise, we'll pick you up. So I'm picking some guy up from like the train station or whatever, taking him to get his rental car. And I get this call on my phone. Um, pick it up. So I get whatever the a California area code is, I pick it up. Like, hey, uh, you know, this is so and so from Little Bit of Talent. You know, we have the uh, unnamed 50 Cent project. Like, we want, we want you to come by New York City uh, next week. We want, we want to talk to you. So yeah, like I'll go, like whatever. You know, I hate my life. Like I'll go. And I went down in the city, and it was their first interview. And I'm, you know, I went dressed in a suit. I have no idea. I've never tried gym reality TV. It wasn't the thing I was doing. And um, you know, those big circles with the lights, mm-hmm. the circle. Like if you've ever done an audition or whatever, like you're on camera. There's this camera in front of you. There's a guy behind you. And there's this big circle with like all these gigantic light bulbs, like shining a light right on your face. Like you can't even see. And the guy's asking me all these questions and like years of pro wrestling just kicked in. And he's like asking questions and like all of a sudden my personality was found. And I'm like, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. It's like, dude, five out of five. But we left that thing. I'm like, I'm like, I can't think I just got on the show. Like, I, don't <laughs> I, just, I don't even know what I just did. And uh, it was for a hundred grand. It was called the money and the power. It was Thursday night to 10 o'clock. It was, bef- it was like the show before Jersey shore became a thing. Oh, and wow. If you look at young me, I would have been very good on Jersey shore. So like, you I, I, been won- I am shore. once again, like one step short of the big money. Um, but yeah, so we went away, like they, they, the cat, they brought, they put us in a hotel for a week. Um, they isolated us. It was horrible. Like we couldn't talk to anybody. We couldn't tell them we were going on a show. It's like very secretive stuff. So I'm in a hotel for like a week while they're going through, we had to go psych test. We had to do all these different things to make sure that you're like not crazy. And there's like 50, whatever, 25, 30, 50 finalists on these hotels sequestered. And, uh, I got casted and, and I was on there for, Nine out of ten episodes um, for a hundred grand. I ended up not winning because I ended up like punching somebody in the face because. I <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a. Uh, I, I was very young and, and not prepared for the situation. I, did I, did, uh, did you get to interact with Fifty a lot? 
Yeah, I I, the, the I, clip I, that you I, sent. I, I did me, a lot. I did a lot. Presenting yeah. for him. Yeah, so it was a business show, right? So like every episode, he had that book. And it's called like the Fifty Laws of Power. Yeah. Remember the 48 Laws of Power? It's like a big book. He did a 50 Laws of Power book. And it was like, it was like basically like a, like a tie-in marketing book for him. So yeah, no, I did. I get that. I get to interact with 50 a lot. And um, I remember he had his office in the show. And um, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than 50, like just, just size-wise. And <laughs> I had to go to his office to talk to him, right? And uh, he's sitting at his desk and he's on his chair. And I go to sit down. And uh, I, I don't know how to explain it like or show it. My chair was so low to make, <laughs> to make him look bigger that like, like, like when I go to sit down, like I almost fell down because <laughs> I'm like expecting a seat that's not coming because they had to have me so much lower than him. That, that, that makes sense. What I'm trying to say that. Like, yeah. Like, it's like uh, Stephanie McMahon on raw having the highest high heels so that she makes everyone else look small. Same thing. <laughs> and, and, and I remember just sitting there going like, Huh. Like all of a sudden, like I'm looking up at this guy, like at a desk, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is a thing. Um, he was a very cool dude, like, and like he was. Um, this is when like vitamin water was a thing. So yeah, he made a lot of like, money from vitamin water. David Wright, Fifty Cent. There's a couple of guys that made a lot of money off vitamin water. And I always said this, like, it was something I learned very young from being on that show is that 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 these guys were very successful because of who they had around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this about I said this about my ex, like 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 like. like, like my my ex right now, like she's not someone that goes online and trashes me because I didn't do anything wrong. Like the most valuable things you'll have in life, and I, and I wish I was more famous or more successful or more listened to. But I would say this to people: it's like it's like the people that you have around you, the people that you let in your life are the most valuable asset you have. And it's like it's like like if you date somebody that is a valuable asset. Like it's like if you date the wrong person, they they can they can they can ruin your life tomorrow. You know, if, if you have the wrong financial guys, they can ruin your life 10 years from now. Like, like if you have the wrong everybody, 50 had very smart people around them. And, and, and like, like, like you, Dave, like there's guys that, I, that I'm close with that I've gotten close with doing this business. And, I, and I've latched on to and I, and I and I hold on to those relationships because there's a value added asset to that, um, regardless of where my career is. And, I, and I, I tell people this all the time. It's like it's like who you date who you let into your life, who's in your circle are the things that will like, if they go bad, like, are they going to trash you? Are they going to support you? Or they don't have to support you. It's just, are they going to, are they going to, are they going to bury you? Like, what are they going to do? And like, that's the most important thing. And 50 had the smartest, like I just being around him for that five weeks or whatever I was, he had the best financial guys. He had the best business guys. He had the best marketing guys. It was like all these guys that just at 23 years old, I was like, I was like, they, they looked like stars to me when I saw them because they were just yeah. so smart and so slick. And it was just, it was just, it's why he's successful. It's, yeah. He's not successful because of his music. He had one hit album and then I think everything dropped off for the most part, or maybe two or three hit albums. But, you know, it wasn't like he had a sustained career where he's. He probably le- made more money outside of the music business than he did inside the music business. Yeah. But I mean, he, you know, he smartly utilize the celebrity that comes from the music business there's which so is great ability and then you get to do other things like that's how you know dr dre is not a billionaire because of no he's chronic. a billionaire because of beats he's a billionaire because he got the fine ones one of the greatest documentaries ever made yeah absolutely. it's like it's like the original like last last dance like it's like that's the greatest documentary the fine ones everyone should watch the fine ones like that is one of the greatest like like jimmy iavine got his break 
on an Easter Sunday because <laughs> they called him and said they needed a receptionist, and he went in and laid tracks for the Beatles. Yep. They just wanted to see if he wanted it. Like, like if that doesn't explain life to you, I don't know what explains life to somebody. Like that, like entertainment is a privilege. To, to be on a podcast, like you're asking me to come on here and talk for 45 minutes. Now, I could be feeling however I'm feeling, whatever I'm going on, but you're asking me to come on here and put out content for what however, whatever the audience is. Dave last week, same thing. It's a fucking privilege, man. Like, I don't have to do this. You don't have to have me on. There's a thousand people, maybe more, that would kill to be on and do this. And like that is what makes you successful, is is like is those things. And like Jimmy Ivine literally got his break because he got called and he's to, to answer phones, and he's like, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not too good to answer <laughs> phones on Easter or Passover, yeah, whatever day exactly. it was. And he laid exactly. tracks to the Beatles and it set him off on a path. Like that is such a metaphor for how this game works. And it's why I continue, you know, no matter how bad my life gets, I just keep on going. Because it's not that bad. Life can always be worse. Like life can so much be worse. I just keep going, man. It's, it's part of life. And I'd like doing this with you. I'll probably be on next week. We'll, we'll do whatever. We'll do we'll talk some, well, watch you some, know, watch some wrestling, you know? Well, well I, th- you know, I think there's uh, there's some opportunities because uh, obviously you have, you, you have a lot of experience and in, knowledge. not only in pro wrestling um, and, you know, experience, <laughs> like you said, brings not like there are things about the pro wrestling industry that you're going to know that I will never know because yeah. you lived it. And I, yeah. you know, I've I've been on the outside of it. I've been close to it, but I've so never lucky. lived it like you. <laughs> so, so lucky. But you know, um, <laughs> I kind of want to treat this as a part one. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we we got my, to talk my, about my, my, my ex. You know, always uses next door. I, I told you that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 totally. Huge next door fan. I find it so funny. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like again, like I, I don't know what most things are in life because I'm so in my own bubble. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I know that guy. She's like, my buddy Arthur O'Cal, ESPN. She's like, she's like, because I remember he texted me something. They did a segment on ESPN where he like literally texted me, like, yeah, like asked me a question, and it was like the it was the whole segment like that they did about championships. I forget it was something with titles, and he did wrestling involved with it. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's she's like, she's like, she's like, you know him? Like, why don't you have a job there? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like i don't ask those questions like it's just, i'm just i'm just doing what i do but yeah it's one of those funny things it's like it's like she thinks you're doing next door is great so i apologize go back to what you're saying so no, yeah, part but, one. um but I, I do want to bring you back because there's uh an aspect yeah. of your career and of what you're doing and how <laughs> you get there that i that i want i want to talk about so yeah, uh, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do part two next week and it'll yeah. be a little bit more about the kind of the the rise of, of what you were doing and how you get here and because you know i like look there there are tons of people who get in the wrestling business and who aren't on wwe tv there are more people who yeah. have tried to get on wwe who aren't currently on wwe those yeah. stories are relevant and those yeah. stories are valuable i you know i i really uh, i really love the grind and 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 i think you, you create a little bit of uh Next, yeah, your next, sense of character co- next, comes from a lot of the next next there. next week we'll talk about me being at the wrestlemania after party at the first <laughs> met life wrestlemania and uh me meeting canyon Seaman for the first time there you go uh, i'll That's make that one. i'll make that the, the, the hook as they yeah, say we'll, the we'll, we'll save that for next week but yeah. uh, but but hey thanks for doing this i know you know you're not feeling the best and I'm not, I'm, I'm, listen you know life, I, life, life gets tough that's part and, of life but and hopefully uh, us chopping it up you know 
gets you get you through another hour where, where you know you're okay so uh, but you know as you know i'm rooting for you i'm, I'm a fan I, I very much enjoy and i got uh, you a melter tomorrow i got i got i got you guys listening tomorrow right so yeah, i'm very excited exactly, now. exactly any guests this week no no guests it's just right. it, we, we 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 went on for like 45 minutes talking about uh, just so, the current wrestling industry and TV so no and Steve, how many no, no hours. Steve, no Steve Kern tomorrow for me. I got nothing, <laughs> no, 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 I got no, I got no, no books to have to read. Okay, I'm no. just making sure. I just like I, I, I can know my how my weekend lines up. Like, cause yeah. I listen every, I, j- I joke, I, I literally listen every week. Like, I wake up. So people that don't know, and this will end like this. If I'm in school full time, do I got to do that bartend weekends? But I Uber because it's a very easy thing to go out and do. Yeah whenever i want like if i need an extra 50 bucks i can go on uber yeah two hours and go do it so i do I uber but like when i'm ubering i'll just put on obviously i'm living in new york so i'll put on wfam i'll put on sports radio or whatever and like well, i'm very happy just doing my doing my day um you know because because everything i do is everything i do is not full-time like that's the hardest part about what i do and it's like it's like make good money doing these shows doing these things but like it's just a very easy thing to do but i listen to you guys every week because it's very I'll get up in the morning on Saturday and I'll be like, I'm going to go out and Uber for a couple of hours. I'll put on Dave and, there you go. and I'll just chill out. And I'm like the happiest dude in the world, like delivering someone their McDonald's breakfast. Because like, <laughs> like I'm out there, I'm listening to like stories about like Dark Side of the Ring. Like, yeah. Episode, like, I, it's, the fun, it's, it's so like, it's so weird. I'm like, I'm so, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so content to like drive it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. That's what I do. So yes, we'll we'll do this again next week. All right, man. (laughs) Thanks a ton. Uh, We'll see you soon. And so for Larry, I'm Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace out, baby. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.